Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Ross Tucker. And it's time for Ask Ross. This is where we'll take your questions for Ross. Best question wins the KSN Polo. And if you want to submit a question for Ross, it's really easy. Download our app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask Ross button. And there you go. All ready to answer questions, Ross? I am. All right, let's uh, let's start with Glenn in Pleasantville, New York, who says, what current Big Ten coach, other than Ryan Day, would be most likely to win a national title if they were currently head coach of a program with top talent like in Alabama or Georgia? Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah? I would say Pat Fitzgerald. I think on a year-in, year-out basis – he probably gets the most out of the talent that he has and the situation he's in. That you know, there aren't really Northwestern fans, Jim. I mean, there's not many of them. Everybody in Iowa is like an Iowa fan. There's some Iowa State people, but it's like everybody in Pennsylvania is a Penn State fan. There's some Pitt people. There really aren't Northwestern fans. I mean, it's a private institution in Chicago where they care about the Bears and the Bulls and the Cubs and, you know, the White Sox. It's, you know, now the benefit is it's very high academics. And I think they probably get some kids because of that, but they lose a lot more as a result, a lot more that they just can't touch. I know with Go Big Recruiting, I talk to them. I know. I think he gets the most out of his kids, and if he were coaching somewhere else, uh, I think he could win a national championship. Oh, that's an interesting answer. Let's, uh, let's hit Brad in Percocy, who says, who was your favorite Penn State player to watch and why? This year or ever? Ever. Gonna leave I got to say something, by the way, us. about this uh, – being from uh, Percocy, mm-hmm. I watched the video over the last couple of weeks of Phil Pachati, the 2023 linebacker from uh, Penridge High School, which is in Percocy, that Penn State wants. I love that dude. I mean, Jim, you want to talk about a bad dude? I don't know what is in the water in Percocy. But he looks so much like Tarburton did. Just kicking you-know-what and taking names. It's almost like he watched the Tarburton highlight video and was like, oh, that's me. That's totally me. Now, he's not quite as big. I think he is a little more athletic and agile. But this guy is taking on blocks and destroying them. This guy is a seek-and-destroy mother sucker. I love him, okay? So I don't even remember the question. Uh, oh, who do I like at Penn State? I like Phil Pachati going to Penn State. He's a bad boy. Um, gosh, I hope they get him. Um, over the years, it's a good question. Um, you know, I grew up with Shane Conlon. Shane Conlon was kind of my guy. 
So that would be the first guy that came to, and I met him, I actually met him at the Kentucky Derby maybe 10 years ago or something and was able to talk to him for a while. It's kind of funny to like idolize a guy and then you're talking about, you're both talking about what it was like to play for the Buffalo Bills, you know? It's like yeah. he was my idol and then now we're talking about, like when we were in the backyard, Jim, I used to, um, when we were in the backyard, I used to roll up my shirt and tie it to have my belly out like Shane Conlon and the Penn State linebackers did. I loved that. I thought that was amazing. So um, Shane Conlon for sure. You know, I kind of was always partial to, to Tim Manoa. I liked Tim Manoa at fullback as well. I just kind of liked his style. I, all I know is when we were in the backyard, if we were on offense, I was Tim Manoa. If we were on defense, I was Shane Conlon. Um, you know, the shame of it is when Penn State was – my heyday as a fan was when I was like 11, 12, 13. Do you know who my guy was, Jim? Go ahead. O.J. McDuffie. Really? O.J. McDuffie was the Penn State's best player, most entertaining. You know, they had Richie Anderson. Um, it's funny, though, because you're like 12, 13, and you're like in peak fandom, right? And then two years later, I'm 15, and I'm starting on the varsity high school football team as a 10th grader. And you're just not as much of a fan once that happens, right? Like our home games were Saturday afternoons. We play Friday night. But it's a weird thing. It's like once you're a high school varsity player, you kind of switch over from being a diehard fan to you're kind of beyond that. You're past that. So when they were really good in 94, it was fun to watch them. But I just kind of, it was just past my fandom stage. I mean, I was happy for them. And certainly, Kerry Collins being from, you know, my area, my neck of the woods, I was thrilled for that team. And they were incredible. Jeff Hardings and Marco Rivera. But the shame of it is I wasn't quite, you know, where I had been. Well, if I could share my timing, uh, back in my day years ago, there weren't the games on every week as a kid. It wasn't the same following them. But then when I attended Penn State, when I went there, and you're going to the games every Saturday, I had Bruce Clark and Matt Millen on the team that I watched. I loved those guys. It was almost like I, I preferred watching the game when Penn State was on defense because those guys were so good. And if Let I me ask you this. You quick, Did you ever see either one of them on campus or at a party or anything? No, but I – well, I did see, and I played pickup basketball with the running back, Kurt Warner and Booker Moore. So, I remember you telling me that. Other, yeah, a couple other players, you know, you just run into that way. Although – and I shared this with one of our listeners who was in the same era, and he was talking about being in class with these players or bumping into them. Do you remember Mike Gooman? Yes. And when I say I bumped into him on campus, I mean I literally bumped into him. And guess who fell backwards? It wasn't him. Okay. 
was just such a big guy. But the story watching games that I, I want to tell, and I know you know Matt Millen, and I don't know if he'd remember this, but I remember watching a game and it was down towards the student section, and I don't know if Millen got called for an offsides or so, something upset him. He was not a happy camper, and it made me really focus on him. And the other team is punting. He got through the line of scrimmage, and the poor protector who was back there protecting the punter, Millen acted like the guy did not even exist. When I say he ran through him, I don't mean he, like, braced himself. And No, it was as if the guy did not even exist. He just ran the poor guy over. I've never felt bad for an opponent before, but I did there. It was I would have. I would love to hear some Matt Millen off-the-field stories from when he was in college because I have a feeling they were probably pretty legendary. I suspect so also. Uh, just the great personality, uh, but really fun. That was fun to watch. Him and Bruce Clark, I think people forget about him. He was a phenomenal player, Ross. Anyway, let's get to another question. Uh, Steve from Chicago says, Hey, Ross, what are the benefits of the winter workouts? How do they impact performance in the fall? And keep up the great show. Thank you. Well, um, the two times where, you know, remember, college football is still a lot about development. The NFL is not really into development. They don't have time for it, you know? The NFL is kind of past development. In college, though, you're taking these kids from 18 to 23. And so, you know, that's a big change. I'll give you an example, Jim. When I was on my recruiting visit to Princeton as a senior, it was during basketball season, but I think I was like 230, 35 pounds. When I got there as a freshman, I was 265. Sophomore year, 290. Junior year, 295. Senior year, 305. You know, so that's a 70-pound difference from my recruiting visit. 70-plus. And so a lot of it's development. And the two times a year where you have the best opportunity for your players to develop, it's the winter and the summer. You know, fall is the season. Spring is spring ball, and you work out, but the focus is on spring football and getting better as a team, getting better at your skills. The winter is when you get bigger, faster, stronger, quicker, more agile. You work on all those things, better conditioning. And then the summer, same thing. Now, summer, you got to do it on your own because the coaches aren't allowed to be part of it. Strength coaches are, but not the real coaches. Um, but those are the two opportunities to really make gains. And it's interesting because I have pictures from when I was in college. And it, it, it is a metamorphosis. I mean, everybody is different when they're 22 than they were when they were 18. So this is the opportunity to change that body and become what you need to be to compete. Let's get another question in here, Ross. Uh, Brian from Austin, Texas says, hey, Ross. Which is more surprising, 
No Penn State prospects decommitted from the Lions to join Brent Pry at Virginia Tech. Or two, no players decommitted from the Miami Hurricanes and came to Penn State with Manny Diaz. Um, neither one is that surprising to me because of the timing of both, right? Like, Brent Pry, I mean, Manny Diaz didn't get hired until both those guys were like mid-December, I want to say. Pry goes to Virginia Tech, Manny Diaz to Penn State. It's pretty late then. I mean, first of all, Virginia Tech already has a bunch of their kids. Penn State had all their kids at that point. So Penn State might not have had any space to take any Miami kids. And I don't think Brent Pry would do that to James Franklin. I think there's a loyalty there. Now, moving forward, it's fair game. Every kid is fair game. But I don't think he was going to try to make a switch to a kid that's been committed for months in the last week and say, no, you should come to Virginia Tech now. I don't think that would have been a good look or, or healthy for Franklin and, and Pry's relationship. And Pry realizes he owes Franklin a lot. That is it for quarter number three. Stick around. Quarter number four, Andy will be back and we'll name our Ask Ross winner. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.